0: Welcome to the Football Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed to as children, when they all discover food, have their say on the Premier League. The ever-present coach, Culture Minus One. How you doing, sir? <laughs> that minus one annoys me. <laughs> but it's true. I can't even lie. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm not too shabby. Not too shabby. We are joined by a star-studded cast, and we thank you for joining us. Uh, Daniel, how you doing, sir?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Look, if you had this yesterday, I don't think I would have come on, but I've had a I've had tra- I've had a chance to sleep to sleep on this weekend's result, and yeah, I'm doing well. <laughs>
2: oh, man. yeah man how you
3: doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: I- I'll <laughs> <laughs> She's so chill, it's like she's ex-
2: she expects this, you know, that's crazy. Imagine that, eh? Uh, Double D, how you doing, sir? Oh, God. Like, oh, God. Uh, guys, <laughs> I don't I don't know why I've agreed to this, man. <laughs> oh, 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 hopefully this is going to be some form of therapy for me, but um, like pappy, I've said on it, and I actually feel worse than I did yesterday, I'm not going to lie, but um, such <laughs> is life. Such is life. We are professionals here, so we'll, we'll get the it done. The show must go on, the show yeah,
0: must go we'll,
2: on. We'll, we'll get it done, we'll get it done, man. <laughs> so, let's get to
0: the matches. Obviously, we shall start with Manchester City for Liverpool one. A really, really unexpected victory. I think Yannicka expressed it best when she tweeted. Would, would you tweet yesterday? We, we finally won at Anfield, yeah. which is
3: just
1: she, she's so gassed, She doesn't even want to speak; just wants to smile. That's great. <laughs> Joe, so gosh,
0: she misspelt her tweet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, and
3: then and stuff like that. I would have deleted it, but I thought, nah.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, let's start with you then, obviously. I feel like, yeah, yeah like I said before, sweet, sweet vindication because a lot of people uh, rule in Manchester City out the title race very early on, yeah. uh, even now with the top four race as well. I'm, I'm, I'd am yeah. I'm, say I was one of the people that, that thought that they yeah. would struggle to get top four. You were always there. You always back to, back to Pep Guardiola, your, your boy. So, how does it feel to finally get the victory at Anfield?
3: Um, you know what? I was not expecting it. I thought we'd draw. Um, to be honest, I was very surprised that we won at Anfield. Obviously, it's nice because it's been eighty-four years. Not sorry, not eighty-four years. Um, I'm starting rubbish. The first time we've, we've scored four goals there in eighty-four years. But the last time we won was 2003 with Anelka. So it's a long oh, wow. time ago. Like, I remember it briefly, but it was a long time ago. So, yeah, we needed to win there. I thought this was our best chance of winning there just simply because Liverpool's squad are not as strong as they have been. Um, they did play quite a strong squad, though, like the strongest that they could play at the moment. So it wasn't too bad. Um, But, yeah, I expected a draw, to be honest. And, you know, what I will say, because I'm not here to, like, slate other people's teams And what I will say is that the score didn't reflect the game. Liverpool weren't that bad. At parts, they were dominating. At parts, City were dominating. Um, So it's not quite a 4-1. Like, we didn't go there and play them off the park. We didn't do that. We went there. I think City did well in terms of we didn't try and push... For a goal and then concede on a counter, we we played a little bit defensively in the beginning, which is what we needed to do. And then, you know, when obviously when an opportunity came our way, we did take it, apart from the penalty. But apart from that, you know. Um, but City and penalties—that's another story. So
1: why do City like missing penalties against Liverpool? Mares, De Bruyne. Oh no,
3: they, it's not Liverpool. It's everyone we've missed, okay. we missed three pens this season like we miss pens against anyone trust me like we don't have a penalty taker i was saying gundigan needs to be on pens and then even he missed so i just don't even know who to suggest apart from edison i don't think we have another option so i don't know what's going to happen next time we get a pen but for me just give a goal kick yeah you know, <laughs> just, just a waste of our time so yeah no, i listen. think i think city played well Uh, I wouldn't say we were bad or anything like that, but I don't think we've had better performances this season where we haven't won 4-1. So I think Alisson, obviously, um, was to blame for two of the goals. And I think once, I think maybe if that doesn't happen, it maybe is 1-1. Who knows? We might have nicked the winner at the end. They might have nicked the winner at the end. I'm not so sure, but yeah, it was good from city. Like they, as much as Allison did make mistakes, city were in the right place at the right time. Um, I think Gabrielle, like as much as people slate him, say he's rubbish, he came on and the first thing he did was put pressure on Alison, which led to the mistakes. So as much as people, like I always say that like, yes, he might not always score goals, but that's not what pep kind of likes him for. You know, we've got a whole team of players that can score goals. So yeah. it's kind of like we need him to do something else. And like when he came on and put the pressure on Alisson, that's when Alisson started making mistakes. He wasn't making mistakes before that. So I think that was key to the game, actually. Um, but obviously people don't like him, so they don't want to give him any credit. But like for <laughs> them to, for them mistakes on Alisson, I would credit him because, you know, he put the pressure on put Allison under a little bit of pressure and then he gave it away and then once he gave it away the first time, he was then under pressure the next time and then he gave it away again. So mm. but yeah, I think it was a solid performance from City. We didn't go there, all guns blazing, trying to beat them. Um and I think if we did that, they would have beat us. So I think it was good. It was a good game from City.
0: Let's let's go to that those Allison mistakes there. I mean well, class goalkeeper, let's not get really twisted, probably the best goalkeeper in the world. But that being said, those mistakes were, were both ho- just horrendous. He's so out of character. But then again, this was the guy that made the mistake. Um, who's the game against where he said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to change change what I do? It was like a few years ago. Oh, years
1: ago. Yeah. Lester. Jordan- Lester. Lester. yeah. Lester. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan
0: Pickford came out and said, I-, I don't do that nonsense. I don't make mistakes. That's and then Pickford yourself. and then Pickford's
1: been doing nonsense ever since. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> Before, to be honest with you, but it is what it is. Um, let's talk about Alison. Why were those mistakes?
1: Why? Why did they happen? Um, oh the, the thing is, I don't. The annoying thing about those mistakes is that it happened three times. People said it happened twice. It happened three times. Yeah. It happened once. Then he um, didn't learn from it. Yeah, exactly. Take that comment away. It happened once. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did it. And then he did it again, and then he did it again. I'm just thinking like, you don't have to always try and play out from the back. Like if you see it's not working, get rid. Like I don't know if you remember in the first time Edison did a poor clearance, came to Manny, and then the next mm. time Edison got the ball. He kicked the long. You're thinking, I I ain't gonna mess around with it, and there's no shame in that. Like people might say it's old fashioned, but look, I don't care if it's old fashioned. If it doesn't lead to a goal, just get rich So, oh, just uh, one of many mistakes, many defensive errors that happened in that second half. Well, in that game, actually, and it was just annoying to see. Um, what you yeah, because you, you 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 can't you, you can't mute your mic. You got you got to say something. <laughs> well, I've known Double D for a while now. I have just never known him to be this this deflated ever, <laughs> ever like genuinely. So all right, yeah, go on, go on, bro. Anyway, you you tell us your
2: analysis. I had to mute my mic so he couldn't hear me crying. Um, you, know, you know what I'm saying? No. Um, where to start, man? I thought. I'm gonna give Pepe's ratings because sometimes I think Pep Guardiola, since he's left Barcelona especially, has come come into a game and he can overthink things. Right. But he played the first half yesterday, like when they came and got a goal to sure a couple seasons ago when Mares missed a penalty at the end. Mm-hmm. Then in the second half for some reason, Liverpool came out and I don't know what happened. You'd think they'll be up on it. They started really flat in the second half. City got onto us, not great positioning. People, some have been saying Trent, some have been saying Fabinho, etc. City get the first goal. Then after that, I thought Liverpool came back into it, got the equaliser. The pen, look, it's one of those ones, there's contact. But if it gets given against you, you're going to think, but at the same time, Salah's got gold side with Diaz in it. He's touched mm. him. It was minimal contact, but it was enough for them to give it. right One one So I'm thinking, yeah, come on it. And then as Yannick the has pointed out, they applied pressure to Alisson and he's made not one, but he's made two errors. Sometimes I know you practice playing out from the back, just who so found the pitch, because if they do that, City are not scoring either of those goals. You get what I'm saying? And I think the game would have actually probably ended in the draw if it wasn't for those yeah. errors. But at the same time, you have to, if especially if you're going to win the league, any time a team makes a mistake, you need to be as critical as you can, because you can only beat what's in front of you. And I must say, the... It was just it was, Man City expertly put their chances away. Everyone was in coordination with what they were doing pass, chip into the box, etc. Everyone knew what they were doing. And at the end of the day, that's why they've come out. It was clinical. It wasn't a 4 1 game, nowhere near it, but they were clinical. They did, and they got the job done. Big up, Phil Foden. I'm a, big fan. I'm a big fan of his. He's got critics for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. I'm a big fan of his. I used I mean, to be. I'm not a big oh. fan anymore after what he did to us yesterday.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. so,
2: so if you hear of anything happening to him, folded me and yeah. Papi a prime subjects. <laughs> 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 Just putting it out now. You get me, but now. Nah, but um, let's yeah.
0: talk about the photo you know? performance because yeah. obviously it was one of the games. It was the game where he showed the Premier League or maybe the world what mm. what type of play he is going to be in the future. Mm. Um, why why was he so uh, brilliant? Why, what what was the what was the plan? Because he played force nine, wasn't it? Didn't he? yeah
3: yeah you know what like foden like city fans have kind of been bigging him up for the longest time and like he wasn't playing too much so everyone was saying no he doesn't play but i think you have to big up pep because he has managed him perfectly because he could have overplayed him a lot of people were saying he should start every game um and it's kind of like no you can't at that age You can't get burnt out. You have to play the games that are suited. And Pep brings him in and puts him in. And he's brilliant every time. Like, this season, I've not seen him play badly at all. Like, every time he comes in, he's good. He scores or he assists. Like, he's he's just on fire. And, like, it's amazing that he's 20 because he doesn't look younger than anyone else on the pitch. Like, he really doesn't. And, you know, I'm so happy, like, for him because he's a City fan as well. You know, he was a ball boy when we were, like, winning the league. Like, it's crazy that like, he's sort of now playing um, in our first team. And he's just looked so good. And Pep made a comment when he came saying Foden's the best player I've ever seen. And I thought he was joking. Like, you know when he says things, Pep. But I don't know if he was being honest. Obviously, he did work with Messi, So he's unlikely to be the best player he's ever seen. But, like, the, his ability is unreal. And I was reading something about him the other day, and it was actually saying that from when he was a child like when he was in the under eights at man city he was playing with the older kids because he was too good and when he was playing with the older kids he was the best kid on the pitch so like he was he was way ahead of his time and like they were saying um the city coaches that train with him were basically saying that (laughs) sorry man he cracked me up um yeah they were (laughs) He says that I change every shirt to the man. City. We're talking about. Man City. So yeah, like so, you know, he—they were saying that they knew he was going to be a star from when he was little, and you know, people say could he do it about City? He does it for England. So mm-hmm. I, I know he's not been in the men's team, but when he has, I think he's got two goals in three games or come at death like that. So yeah, he—he he is a brilliant player, and obviously he what makes it even better is he turns up in the big games like he's scoring goals against Chelsea Tottenham you know these are the teams that he scores against Liverpool so it's not even like you can say he's stat pads against, against you know lower teams and all that like he's just he's just unreal I can't I can't praise him enough really mm. but yeah I'll shut i shut up I mean
0: it's uh I think wasn't there a recent interview where you say he doesn't see himself playing for any team bar city yeah. Yeah. so you got him essentially for the, for the rest of his career, which is always a plus. Um, coach, it's mm. been a sensible talk about Manchester City, it's been a sensible talk about Liverpool. Now that we want some crud from the Manchester United fans, so <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring it, bring it, bring it.
1: Now, you know what? I'll, I'll come, I'll try and come correct, but bring a little bit of crud inside it as well. I think I always say that every team a slapping is due once a season or time the season happens. Absolutely every team, we got our snap in this season already. Um, and Liverpool got their snap in at Villa, and this is another one that's come by in terms of like top two rivals. I don't think anyone we know that city can score goals at, against Liverpool, but we didn't think they'll go to Anfield and hit them for four, regardless of the defensive frailties at the back. Uh, bearing in mind they benched Jesus, so they didn't have a striker. Mm. Um, Foden was not in his natural position on the pitch, he was like a sort of like kind of another ish kind of striker. So, um Sometimes I think what that that what happens is when you, and it's not these two, um, well actually Daniel, I've given Daniel a bit of crud, but it's not these two per se. But Daniel knows I'm going with this. When it's football fans in general ruin it, and every club has its, its fans that go over the top and talk a lot of rubbish. But you have to be careful when you're rating your team so highly because when you when you set your level so high as fans. Other fans are going to look to your team to do certain things, even if they believe that they can't do so. And when City went to Liverpool and hit them for four, everyone was on Liverpool's case. They're, they're, they're the worst champions in Premier League history and all that kind of stuff. That kind of banter runs on them. Obviously, on Osma's channel, I came with big crud. I said I was going to do crud or common sense, and I chose the side of crud, didn't it? So I went and just chose, chose right them. But if I'm being yeah, honest... Oh, that wasn't on that channel. I don't <laughs> like, the effect but no they um no no it happens man it happens but they just have to be careful listen they've they've hit insane heights in the last two or three years they've won a champions league they've won a premier league they've done their thing but there comes a time where you have to now look and say okay certain players are not reaching their level what's the rebuild what's this what's that they have a lot to think about from now to the end of the season the season are they going to be champions i don't think so i think it's now for now anyway if they continue this form then no one's touching them but if Liverpool are going to do something, they need to think properly over the next couple of months. Jurgen Klopp needs to calm himself the hell down, because he's arguing with every journalist out here, and quite frankly, he's starting. To, it looks like he's starting to not lose the plot, but he's starting to lose the thing that made him kind of special in terms of going in and galvanising govern, the Liverpool side. He needs to calm, he needs to relax, he needs to get his team playing football again the way they can. Needs to figure out what to do with Tiago, because Tiago is a wonderful player, but right now something's not clicking there in terms of the whole team picture of him there. Maybe they need one center back to come in, because Fabinho in that midfield is deadly missed, as as is um Henderson. So it's just a lot to think about. Um as for City. I said the last I said it last week, how pissed off I am that they got Ruben <laughs> Diaz at the back. And it annoys me that they got Foden. Foden is Golden is supreme, man. The boy is supreme. That's the best way for me to describe him. He's supreme. And the scary thing is, that's not even his lowest level. Or oh, he's so his high. You know, yeah, he's still got man. more levels to climb. It's scary to think of his detention. you, wrote, you even crazier. This guy's at like 10 or number eight and he's battling it up on the wing. It makes no exactly. sense. To it makes
3: no <laughs> exactly. sense. I'm thinking, what's going on?
1: Exactly. So you can't. So when we when hear about players saying I'm playing out of position and blah, blah, blah I don't hear it because this is a young guy. Who is ripping up the league? No problem, and showing and double you know, certain man with agendas on Foden are being. That's
2: what I was just about to say. Say it louder. A certain person can't hear you. you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, he not hear you.
1: His further de- agenda just needs to die now. It's done. It's, it's done. It was
2: prophetic from the start. All, agenda, <laughs> that, all agendas, are still, all Arsenal. listen. All agendas that Arsenal fans build 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 up yeah, here to make them get. Apart from Cahill, is the one of the most realistic, uh, probably in the top five most realistic Arsenal fans I've ever met. <laughs> they, they always make agendas to keep themselves in the picture because since they had their outstanding um what's it called season um Invincible. season, they've mm-hmm. just won the fa cup now don't get it twisted it's brilliant the amount of times that they've won it but there's been no other trophy what do they do in europe so it's to keep them in the picture bruv you get what i'm saying dumb agendas that they build up you get what i'm saying mm. to keep them in there man was talking about when he does something at the new camp or something, something like that was he yeah,
1: talking yeah. He said, he said he said when he performs,
2: oh, yeah. Yeah, he said, when know, he performs
1: against You're barcelona not, yeah. when he performs I mean, against barcelona then he can talk and in my head i'm like you, well i got to say it. yandis literally this big club he scored against he's done his thing Fabulous. and he's never supposed to be a main goal scorer can you as, like,
2: keep it as papi just touched on as jennica's touched on Phil folded is manchester city's top scorer this season he is the he, he De Bruyne is obviously out but obviously he was the main guy now he's out these men are beating up these teams with no striker because jesus has been on the bench and it's him the movement he's everywhere interlinking the play you get what i'm yeah. saying i mean at 20 years old don't piss me off man. <laughs> the quality. they've got That's me out him. here they've got me out here backing him in arguments like i support man city i don't, <laughs> give, a damn about, I don't give a damn about that football club you know what i'm saying
1: one thing, one thing I actually want to go and inquest into, and I need I need Daniel and D to do this for me, is what the hell's happened to the home form? Because you've yeah. lost three in a row at home.
2: But this is the thing, though. Now there's no fans there. It's like they're just having a kick about in the park. You no, know but I take yeah, yeah, that. I take that. But you were winning games before, anyway. That's the whole point. Because remember, last season, it almost went, when we played Burnley, Goodmanson hit the bar like in the last minute, so the home record mm-hmm. would, would have been gone. Obviously, and obviously, Doug was in the back end, so yeah, there were no fans there either. So, do the, oh, the, mm. the
1: problem with that Burnley game. Apart from when Burnley scored the goal, Liverpool should have put Burnley away
2: six seven nil before they even got the goal. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. We have to because, be because when, we, is, when we play Burnley, puppy, Nick Pope turns into flipping yeah. black. Exactly, but then the you, last did you see him last week against Man City? Yeah, Man's punching the ball to their players, bro. I'm like, what, what's
1: going on? I'm so happy oh, you God. said that because you said Nick Pope normally turns into Jan yeah, Oblak. but when we played them last time, Nick Pope could have been listening to Boris Johnson's eight o'clock evening news, he had nothing to do for the whole game. Get like O'Regi definitely needs to get out. I, I completely agree with that. But I think there needs to be like a real talk about like what's going on with Liverpool going forward. Because we can talk about injuries, we can talk about centre backs all we want. But against Brighton, against Burnley and against City in our last three home games, even the times we dominated, it's not as if we actually peppered the keeper. Against City yesterday, we had all the possession. But apart from Mane's header and Firmino's shot, which I don't really call a chance, we didn't really create anything yesterday. The penalty that we got yesterday came from Ruben Diaz making a mistake, which was uncharacteristic. And apart from that, we don't create anything anymore. For me, I think that's the real issue with Liverpool. I don't even care about the goals we concede. We have Hendon for being at the back. That's always going to happen. But when we have Salah for um, Salahmani, I'm not going to mention Chip Skylark because he ain't a striker. But when we have those two in the attack, we should be we should be creating chances. We should to be creating chances, and it's it's annoying. We don't create enough chances, and. Michael said something about Thiago. Like, if you watch Thiago in the next game, you'll see Klopp is trying to turn him into Henderson. And for me, that's the annoying thing. He's always on the right, trying to do those early crosses. That's not his game. We have to play to our players' strength. And if we don't do that, look, Michael was saying he doesn't think Liverpool might uh, win the league. Look, the league is not our issue anymore. We have to make sure we're playing Champions League football because Chelsea are one point behind us. Spurs win the game in hand, they're one point behind us. Don't don't worry about them, man. Don't worry about them, man. We shouldn't shouldn't worry about them, man. But our form has made me worried about them, man. That's why I'm annoyed. We have the players to finish in the top three, but we're not performing at that level. We should
2: be concerned about that. That's the
1: Um, thing.
2: You're saying, what's that, coach? What you're saying in regards to. I agree with you, you'll have to look at what's underneath them because we play Leicester next, Leicester already ahead of us. So, God forbid we lose that game on the weekend. And it's an early kickoff as well, and I've just got this funny... By beating Palace 7, I've just got this funny thing with early kickoffs, right? West Ham as well, not going away. Aston Villa are not going away. This is the season here because of the games that are in such close proximity, limited training sessions with the season starting later. You need individual talent at times to bring you through. Early on in the season, Liverpool were not playing outstanding, but Jota was scoring goals. Jota's injured now, so that movement on the front line, then man up front, the main front three, they're tired. If you watch him Monday night football earlier, Jamie Carragher was showing something about them. A minute that them man have played since um, the Champions League final, they're tired. Then obviously. You go in the back. Anderson's missed half the games this season. Even yesterday, he possibly might not have been rushed back, but Kele have picked up a knock. What's he think? Klopp has no confidence in Adrian, and rightly so. Yeah? That would have probably been eight yesterday if, if Adrian was in goal, right? You know, in terms of the midfield, the people that intercept and get the energy moving from box to box, Henderson and Fabinho are playing at centre-half so we'll get out from the back to the midfielders but the ball does not go quick enough for the midfielders to the forwards salah and Mane are coming back to get the ball so as you're saying you can't create chances robertson and trent are getting forward sometimes there's nobody in the box so until we get defenders back in because you have to start with the injuries i don't like to always bring up injuries but you have to three center halves are out for the remainder of the whole season me, in over 30 years of watching football, I've never seen that before or heard that before in my life. Maybe two at the most, because I know at a stage United where I've played, I've used Fletcher and Carrick in the half when Ferguson was in charge. It was only for a brief period, but they had to do it in the Premier League and in Europe. All out. Quebec or Davis were never going to get thrown in against Man City. Davis should have played against Brighton, though, right? So, therefore, if you continue to make the midfielders there, you're going to have to take what you could get. So, unless Liverpool is super clinical, it's going to continue to be like this. The problem is now, we've got Leicester next, then we've got Leipzig, then we've got um, Everton. Ever- so, Everton. these, these men are not going to be starting games regularly until back in February, maybe even early March. So, it's just going to be the same thing. So, unless we're clinical, it could be more points dropped. I don't like to be the pessimist, but I'm just being realistic. It starts with the injuries. Jordan was getting goals here, but the three centre halfs out. Where the hell is Nabiqueta? Like, oh, come on. You know what I mean they're keeping him in the same freezer that Real Madrid keep Mariano be, Diaz in, bro? You know really? what the problem is with Nabiqueta? He told us that he's 26. He's not. He
1: was 26. <laughs> he was maybe 26 in 96, but he's not 26 now. <laughs> That's an issue. So forget navigator, man. He needs to go. But yeah. Uh, um. Before Before we move on, I just wanna. I don't know if you guys. Have you guys spoke about Gundogan? Yeah. No, okay. Yan. Uh, Yan. What's he doing differently this season to other seasons? Because this guy's become a a goal machine out of nowhere. Yeah. Like a, a German <laughs> lamp. So what? What's his improvement?
3: I love Gundogan. So I'm happy to talk about him. Do you know what? Like, he's always been a big game player for us. Like, it's interesting because last season, um, he was our best player in Europe and I'm sure I might be wrong, but I'm sure he didn't play against Leon and then we went out. Like mm. he was he's been really good for us in Europe and like in the big games to be honest, but because he wasn't really scoring too much and he was a little bit more defensive. I don't think people really realize what he was doing because he was a little bit of a scapegoat for our team. Like a lot of our fans would say, oh, Gundogan, he's a bit slow. And he is a little bit slow, but this mm. season he's just been unreal, on fire. You know, and I love, the thing that I do love about City is like, people always talk about, oh, we spent this much money and all that, which is true. But the reason why we spent so much money is so, when a De Bruyne goes out injured, not a problem. Like when De Bruyne goes out injured, Bernardo Silva steps up, Gundogan steps up, Phil Foden steps up. Everyone wants to prove we can do this without him. You know, we've had how many seasons have we had company our our captain for most of the season? And even though defensively we weren't great, you always have players in the squad that will step up and be like, right, okay. Like Fernandinho was playing centre back, and you know, obviously that's not his position, but he was doing okay. So, you know, we've had we haven't got a left-back, so we've kind of got Zinchenko, who's a midfielder, playing left-back. Before that, we had Delph playing left-back, so it's kind of like, that's what I like about Man City, where we can kind of um survive without these players, and I think Gundogan, this season in particular, has just stepped up. He's scoring goals, he's assisting goals, he's in the right place at the right time, he's fighting for balls, like, I just can't big him up enough. Obviously, you got player at the Month in January, which is nice because I don't think think John Stones was in for it as well. Which John Stones is another one who's been unreal, and he's actually got a personal goal difference this month of plus one because he's conceded two and scored three, so oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy like for a defender. So yeah, but I think this this month definitely well last month Gundogan definitely deserved it, but yeah, it's just it's this squad like. I thought City would win the league. Like I said this at the start of the season when we were doing previews, I was like, I'd expect City if they sign a centre-back to win the league. But I just think they've actually exceeded my expectations. You know, like obviously we didn't start great, but we didn't have Diaz at the start of the season. And then the minute Diaz came in, strengthened our defence. Obviously we have lost the game since, but it's just been 10 times better than I would have expected. You mm. know, and it's like, the Bruyne has been like our fifth best best player this season like he's really like not high up in the list of if I was going to say player of the season he wouldn't get into the top three so and that's crazy because of how good he is so yeah Gundogan's just on fire at the moment
0: (laughs) I feel like we need to move on unless you guys want to say one last thing about Liverpool which I feel like you you said you've had everything on you have you released everything
2: has it been cathartic (laughs) I could do this all day. You don't want to come back to me, mate. It's <laughs> yeah. therapy, therapy. Therapy. Same. Same. I've been doing this ever since
1: it was 1-4, <laughs> People have just been messaging me. People I haven't talked to for years. Hey, Daniel, how are you doing? By the way, how's Liverpool? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, 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 always, it always happens, isn't it? It always happens, uh, You know, I do want to say one thing. Um, and, like, this is talking to me because I was one of those Liverpool fans. This season, and yesterday's result brought us all the way back down to earth. Um, mm. A lot of fans were putting Liverpool amongst the great teams and we should have never done that. Because, yes, I can understand why we were gas. I saw a stat, um, best defence or most clean sheets in the season. The Liverpool 1819 team were there. Then we went to go and win the league. What, what people don't realise is, just because we won the league doesn't mean we should kick on from there. You saw what happened with City after three years. They had a slight drop-off last year. This is us after three, four years. So this drop-off, if we had realistic expectations at the start of the season, should have been expected. Not this bad, but a drop-off. But since we were so gas, that's why we're deflated. And for future preferences, I'm never going to say we're going to win the
2: treble. I'm never going to say we're going to win I'm <laughs> going to keep quiet and if it happens it happens isn't it but but at the same time dan again no one was expecting these injuries i don't like to i don't like to draw back to it but no because believe me look last season man city lost nine games and bar diaz who did they buy so if everybody's fit next season We'll be challenging for the title again, you get what I'm saying? Look at this prick saying COVID test. I'm not going to miss my word. I told Coach, if anyone tests me today... I know, I know. I I told you. I'm in a bad mood. I'm doing this to help you out. You get what I'm saying, bro? Your team is 10th and they've lost 10 games. This argument ain't for you, bro. It's not for you, bro.
1: Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like that's a, that's a perfect segue
0: to talk about Arsenal losing 1 0 to Aston Villa. Yep, cool. let's go. <laughs> let's go to that one. Um, only what kids have a goal in the first two minutes of the game pretty much ends Arsenal's dreams of, of getting any kind of result there. And then there are multiple talking points about the game. Um Let's go to, obviously, first, the major mistake from Cedric. Coach, why is he playing or attempting to play a one-two in front of his own box?
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 um You know what? Uh, this is, again, like I like, to, I like to say, this is heritage, man. Remember the days of Kosciani playing cross walls and then assisting the other team to go score goals? This is not new. Um, these are things that I sometimes I, I want to go to the coaching and say, yeah, what's happening with the defense? Well, you cannot coach a player not having the common sense to not play a ball back that poorly as well towards Gabriel, and I expect Gabriel to get that first. Bertrand killed Gabriel after that with ease. Um, always say that a player shouldn't be left in the box by himself, like Watkins. But when you concede the ball in such a dangerous area from your own defense, you're only going to be in trouble um and after that you just couldn't recover it's that simple um we can talk about we can we'll get to the VAR decisions soon but all in all arsenal again are just not convincing it's as simple as it gets arsenal are not convincing going forward it's still not convincing at the back we thought even me i thought that the signing of party would add a little something to the midfield but still it's not working yes he's been injured quite a bit as well but he's been dead though. yeah exactly he hasn't yeah. been good enough it's simple as so that it hasn't worked out right now and um the, the problem obviously is at the end of the day it's the same thing we had with Vanguard it's simple we had with Emery simply had with a month but with uh, a month with um Freddie Jumberg is Arsenal's team still needs so much innovation that's simple as it gets no matter who the manager is that team has so many players that are just not of the quality or the level needed to take that next step up that's simple as it. That's why Arsenal are, and I think the board have got used to the fact that your team is not that good. So sitting in 10th, not hearing about his Arteta under any stress or he's under the pressure or anything like that because I think they finally realise where this team is. Your best player or best players, so for example, Aubameyang, even though he hasn't been great, but overall, one of your top players, he's aging. He's number one. Lacazette has just about found form, but he's about to hit 30. Um, and uh, you can go through the rest of the team. Apart from Saka and recently Smith-Rowe, no one has lifted trees, you know. So, that, you should. not like, I don't think a club as big as Arsenal should be putting that much pressure on two young players. No, but exactly. No, no, but they shouldn't. But that's that's the situation they're in right now. And I don't know if it's, it's. I don't think it's on purpose either, because I feel like as much as as bad as the signing was, I feel like he brought in Willian to add a little bit of experience to the team, and that's fumbled dramatically. And I feel like he's. He's trying to mix and match the youth with the experience, but experience just isn't good enough when they're there anyway. So these young players who have, I don't like talking about the heart and the the, the for the shirt and all that, but they literally want to fight for the shirt, they're Arsenal fans and they want to play. And Sakos lend his quality show. Smith Rowe has been Huddersfield is coming back. He's playing at a high level, but he's playing to a good level right now. So, you know, those two, those two, I won't go to them and Tierney, they're missing Tierney. which I will say this it is damning that they lose Tierney and that they immediately start to lose again. Tierney should not be a force going forward. Well, he's a force going forward, but he shouldn't be one of the main sources going forward considering the attacking force they have. And he sh- him missing that left back should not be a reason the rest of the back four combo whatever. So it's very poor. I don't know where Arsenal go from here next, if I'm being honest, because I don't know. Actually, I know where they need to improve, but that's everywhere. It's literally leno's not he's a good keeper but he's not a keeper that's going to take you to any sort of heights the defense part and he's not good enough the midfield really well. bar and um Smith is not good enough Martinez is he's all right to be fair to him he's still got um a bit to improve on and the strike force like i said that yang i feel sorry for him because before the stuff with his mother and that because he was playing on the left because Arsenal don't create chances too tough he wasn't getting in positions to even get on the end of chances. So his ability to have shots within games was limited. And before that was happening, you had either Willian in the force nine or Eddie and Ketia in front. So one way or another, Arteta's done it to himself. Honestly, Arteta's done it to himself. I know he's a young guy, his first job, but he's done it to himself. He's not good enough. And Jan said it earlier in the season. The football that Arsenal are playing are not the football that you saw with Pep. in it. And even if it's not the same quality players, at least the ideas... I'm not even showing in that. So what was he doing with Pep that he hasn't learned or he hasn't brought to Arsenal? I don't know. I know Kel's not not convinced about it anyway. No, not at all. But Let's go
0: to others. Uh, So before we go to the obvious refereeing decisions, um, which will feature heavily across this episode, because boy, they were just terrible. (laughs) terrible. Um, Apart from the Odegaard chants, which I felt like was people were being quite harsh on him because I felt like he came to him quite quickly. The one his head.
1: Head. Yeah.
0: No, the one that he, sh- he came to uh, so was much like, The
1: one he shot, shot over. Uh, yeah. I think that was that for me. That was brilliant defending from Trezeguet. Mm. Trezeguet came like ran towards him and threw his body there. Like Odegaard had to rush his chance. He didn't have. Any time to like actually think and say, I'm gonna place this. So, for me personally, I thought Trezeguet did well there. Like, mm. if people are blaming Odegaard, then they're just being harsh.
0: Mm. Um, what's the problem with Arsenal in terms of creating chances? Because it seems like, like coach said, unless it's Tierney, I don't, I don't, I don't even see anybody creating chances. But barring Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe recently, but then again, once coach said they're 18, so if you're gonna, if you're expecting them to create chances then you're going to be in a whole bunch of trouble. So what's the problem with Arsenal? Why aren't they creating as many chances as they used to? It's
2: too slow. The build-up's too slow. Saying Villa, I can't really defend him too tough. Though, yeah, one or two decisions didn't go their way. But I thought they were very unlucky against Wolves. I thought that first half was arguably the best first half of football they've played since Arsene Wenger was was axed. but then, obviously, the sending-off, that shouldn't have been sending-off, should have just been a booking. Mm. And then, obviously, Leno was playing volleyball in the second half, you get me? It took a worldie to beat them. And then even when Arsenal had nine men, they almost equalised right at the end of that game. Yeah. But Villa on Saturday, mm, again, if as Cahill and Coach have pointed out, if it's not running through Saka, you're thinking, who's going to make a chance here? Because the thing is that, People get onto Granite Xhaka, but Xhaka is not passing it sideways and backwards as much as he was. He's finding people on the edge of the box cetera, and out wide. But then it's after that you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, and apart from me, yeah, Cahill said um, Odegaard charts. Eddie Martinez made a really good save from um, Xhaka's free kick because that was okay. going top. That was going top bins. Okay. I'm trying to think of other chances that they had, but. Auburn's coming off the bench and he just seems lifeless. I hope nothing dramatic has gone on outside of football with him. I know his run was ill, but she's meant to have improved mm. because he just doesn't look in it. And I think Arteta said that
0: he's, he's come back and he was emotionally drained. So, yeah, yeah,
2: which would make sense because he just looked like he hasn't been there. Lacazette had a little run of scoring goals, but these are the you were scoring against West Brom and them teams. there got a goal against Southampton, but they were already winning in that. These are the games they need him to stand up in because Aston Villa are a completely different team to last season. They're better defensively. I wouldn't say they're outstanding because Martinez still has a plethora of saves to make every single game. But he mm-hmm. makes them and he that's why he should still be Arsenal's number one keeper. But though they've lost a lot of matches, I still think that next season that they could do something but people football obviously is about winning trophies is what you play for but i still think that if they did not win the fa cup i think they'd be in a better position in the league this season i think that made arteta think yeah okay but he Mm. would have looked to he would have looked to have pulled more strings if they'd lost in that final because they put in two near perfect performances especially against man city in the semi but then they went behind against chelsea in the final they were brilliant So I think he thought, okay, let me just add a couple pieces, and then so you got Partey and you got you got, um, Sabayos on loan again, and then obviously now Odegaard though does come in the winter window, but I just think he would have tried to do more and tried to push at the board more to get more done. They can't sack him. They need to trust the process and let him just do his thing. It's nowhere near as entertaining as the Arsenal teams we've seen in the past. But
3: trust the process.
2: But w- we'll see. <laughs> but we'll see what they can do, man. Okay. Cahill looks stressed. We <laughs> said trust me. the process. Trust the process. I can't, I, can't, I can't agree with that, man. The process. The pro-
0: what is the process? If, if there was a process, then fine. But there isn't one. I feel like that's just a that's just a, a, ca- a buzzword, a catchphrase that. Um. <laughs> Arteta and and his team have built up mm. just to um, get Arsenal fans believing, and I just don't believe. I just don't believe, so and that, that's that's the simple fact of the matter. Let's get up to to um, the penalty that wasn't. Um, you do half expect when somebody gets chokeslammed
2: that maybe, <laughs> just maybe, the ref will go to the monitor. It it, didn't even go to the monitor. He didn't even so, go to the monitor. It should, but I just think this is the thing. In terms of that, they should have they should have had the pen right. But we, even when we played Newcastle the other day, I don't know if you got saw right? yeah, it,
0: was,
2: we, had, we had a shot coming, Keeper saved, hell, it. Dolo hell, Dolo saved it, Darlon saved it, Mane went to shoot and Carl Dollar bear hunts his legs. And... No, listen, listen, no. people might <laughs> get
1: over but Mane should have died there. He should have died there. He should have just... But if he doesn't die, it's not a penalty. But I think with that uh, martinez thing goalkeepers get too much protection i think the fact that i think the fact that lacazette falls on martinez they think oh lacazette is impeding martinez but then if you look at it he falls martinez and for me that was even the worst decision of the game i don't know how cons are still on the pitch <laughs>
2: Because it's one of those ones, because it's so far away from the goal, you think, yeah, but then when you look at other decisions like that, they've sent the man off, so you're sitting down. If that happens, it's a totally different game. It's not, it's you totally just need to, score,
0: I mean. you need to read into the context of the situation. Is the player mm-hmm. capable of getting to the box okay, before so the defender catches up to him? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes, Saka is rapid. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of that being a goal-scoring opportunity, that's 100% a goal-scoring opportunity, so he needs it to go off, but... Referees, man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know when we haven't spoken about how bad referees are. But they're
2: just terrible. If, if it didn't go to VAR, to have a look, it's more understandable. But they had a look and they still thought, okay, not like. Look at the pace that Saka has, because I, we, again, Papi, we know all about this. When City won the league in eighteen nineteen, we had a pivotal game against Leicester. Harry Maguire who's down Sadio Mendy does not get sent off, and then Maguire gets their equalizer. So, you get you know what I'm saying? And even Man City fans that I know have come and told me that if it wasn't for that game, because they just lost to Newcastle, they said we might not have won the league. So, yeah, but these referees are just, I don't agree with them getting different from somewhat. There's no consistency. They don't even know the rules. They
3: don't even yeah. know the rules. Yeah. And
2: what's yeah. crazy,
1: those two decisions weren't even the worst decisions that Saturday. I don't know how.
2: Well, it might be sent off, two
1: right? yeah.
0: at, at,
2: at least it's been overturned, but yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's but ridiculous.
0: even going back to last week, the David Louis situation. I mean, you guys said it should have been a booking. I don't even know if it should have been a penalty. He didn't touch him. Nah, it's a penalty. <laughs> he didn't he touch he
1: didn't, nah, he touched him. He touched him. He touched it's him. It's definitely nah, a pen, but it's not a red card. Yeah, it's definitely not a red card. Him. No, no, Kale, Kale, he definitely touched him because they slowed it down and used a magnifying
2: glass, yeah. like. It's one, those, it's one of those touches. It's one of those touches. Yeah. <laughs> the game's gone. game's gone. The game, game's gone. The game's gone. game's
1: gone. I think it was a V T. It was for me. It's death for a red card. Doing for penalty, but it's not a red card. Yan, now we're now we're talking about penalty decisions. Yan, has there been any um, VAR shocking decisions against City this season? Because I know there's been one for us. I know there's for for, for Arsenal. I'm not, I'm not sure about Liverpool. But where was he?
3: there always is do you know what to be honest half of the things we see if we don't even check the air um what they did do um in that game against west Brom was the thing is right i don't the concept of var makes sense like i liked it when they first mentioned VAR. i was like yeah okay they're gonna have someone when the referee makes a mistake or he doesn't see it or something like that. Because say, like, you run into the attack, and then someone gets two-footed on the other side of the pitch, and it's behind the ref's mm. head, like you can't see it. So I thought it's great because it'll show them on a the screen. They can look at it, think, "Oh yeah, that's definitely a red card." Send them off, blah blah blah. Or yeah, that's definitely onside. Or yeah, it's a pen or whatever. Like goal, t- like goal line technology. It works. Do you know what I mean? So things like that, I thought great. But when it's come in now what you've got is you've got a bunch of referees who are almost using it wrong or they're using it to dictate what they want so they'll there'll be a dodgy decision that they give they'll go and look on var but because they don't want to look stupid they'd rather Mm. be wrong twice rather than saying okay i've got that wrong sorry let me take back that red card they don't want to look stupid so they're. double down on it and be like, Oh yeah, I was right. It's a red. And it's like, yeah, but it's not a red though. You've just seen it. And I think it's just, it's almost getting used at the moment for match fixing. Like mm. some of them, that Southampton game, not the United one, the one before, like, it's not even, it's not even one of them decisions that it's like, Oh, it could have gone either way. You know, like, I I think that penalty for Salah yesterday, um, mm. It was soft, but it's one of them where it gets given. So I wouldn't say it's not a pen. I thought it was quite soft, but it still is given as a pen. But if that was in a game where the referee didn't want to give the pen, they wouldn't give it. So it might be given against Liverpool, but then it won't be given next week for, I don't know, Burnley against Everton or whatever it is. And it's just, this is the thing like, um, I think it was Double Day said, the consistency isn't there if they're if they're saying okay this is a handball then every time you see a handball like that it's given a handball. i don't mind but when it's one week liverpool do a handball and it's okay and then we give a handball and it's ruled out and then man united do um a handball and it's okay and then spurs and it's ruled out it's like they need to just have the rules set in stone and this is this but i prefer it back in the day where the rest made mistakes because then at least you can just say they made a mistake but now it's just like it's it's ridiculous and i think it's ruined the game because you can't really celebrate a goal anymore because you don't know whether VAR is going to turn around and say oh yeah it's not a goal but there was one um that we had um west Brom, and the Lions woman it was sean massey she started waving a flag like this she wasn't actually it, was waving it right so the west Brom, some of the players stopped obviously because all they can see is her waving the flag and then, obviously, when they checked piled up on side, So they had to give the goal. Obviously, Cancelo chipped it in. But it's, like, things like that. Like, obviously, if that goes against you, you're pissed off because you're thinking, we've stopped because she's waving the flag. Like, if you're not sure, because it wasn't obvious, if you're not sure, just keep your flag down and then maybe say to the ref, I don't know if that was off or something after, and get it yeah. checked. But, like... I don't know. It's just things like that, and this is what makes people say, "Oh, it's not fair," because obviously West Brom weren't winning that game; they weren't on top at that time, or anything like that. But you know, if that game ends nil-nil, or oh, sorry, one-nil to City, they could argue that she is the reason why they why they didn't have that. And it's just, what's the point in having lines people if they're going to get overruled anyway? Yeah, like, it's it? just I don't know. It's it's a mess. They need to they need to use it how they use it in the World Cup. Where they go over to the screen, they look and they, you know, and it, it, and then if they, if they make a wrong decision, they should have to. Someone was saying in the video which I kind of agree with. They should have to go out like managers do and explain why they made the decision to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Or Maybe Mike them up you're do like doing in the film. huh? Yeah. They might come up and then have them explain uh, the decision to the to the yeah. fans in the stadium. And the I'm pretty out. sure they do that in Australia. Oh, I saw a video. They, on do, the, day, they, yeah, they, they did in, the in Australia, Australia, Yeah, yeah, they
3: did it once. Cricket and, okay. rugby and American football. There's pure mm. sports. to
2: yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, they you've could. Hit, you've, hit the, you've hit the nail bang on the head, Cahill, because I was just about to say, even in, um, obviously, Coach, I know, watches NBA. I don't know if you lot do as well. Yeah. When, they, when they go to look at the monitor, they explain to the commentary team, and you yeah. can hear everything in there mm. so then it's not leaving us in the dark because when for our first time we're sitting there some decisions yeah. have taken almost five minutes and we don't know what the hell is going on yeah. and, then come up, and then it will come up on the board and you're like what's going on so it's, it yeah. should be quick like yesterday the john stones goal that was offside it was quick because yeah. liverpool held the line and he was just offside, that's nice and nice and quick no need for communication but it's those long ones when you're left in the dark like when um we had uh, um Henderson just disallowed against Everton. That let's took over five minutes. let
1: took over to five minutes. I took over five minutes. offside. For an offside, I wasn't offside detail. I knew Mami's hair was offside detail. But you know Let's not talk about this. That game, that game was the angry
2: side. I was more angry at that game in this season. There's, so, there's, just so much dodgy, there's just so much dodgy decisions that a guy had done for yeah. just numerous different teams. Aston Villa are still in the Premier League because of dodging this last season. Bro! I mean, should have been <laughs> should have been
1: it's funny. Hypothetically, it feels. That's insane. It's funny because they said goal line technology wasn't working, but they could have used VAR too.
2: <laughs> so thank you. I'm Thank you. He said he's watching it go off so that the proximity sensors weren't working on the goal line technology. So use VAR and then give the damn goal. Come on, man. <laughs> it's just a joke. Like, when you happen to get out. Um, a microscope yeah mm-hmm. for these things sorry not a microscope a magnifying glass for the things it's ridiculous some of these offsides that are being given are absolutely ridiculous
3: and are you, big you know it it's it's like you say like obviously i don't want to concede a goal I, I i don't want my defense to concede a goal but some of them when it's close it's like would they would you actually care if you conceded that if it's like mm. a shoelace or like a little knee or you know at the end of the day there's some sort of poor defending going on in that situation mm-hmm. so it, you're at fault for the goal regardless of whether yeah. they were slightly yeah. on or off if it's marginal just like i prefer them to just make the mistake and say it's, say yeah. it's on flag when it's not because that way you can enjoy football it's even worse in the stadium because you have no idea what's going on and they don't even tell you and there's no video so like, I remember the worst one for us was obviously against Spurs in the Champions League. I had no clue. We celebrate because we did I don't yeah. celebrate goals straight away because of yeah, VAR. On yeah. So I, I saw what happened, celebrated the goal, we're waiting, we don't hear anything. So we're yeah. like, yeah, we scored, we scored, right? Yeah. yeah. Minute, VAR pops up on the screen about three minutes later, it was ages mm-hmm. after, right? So everyone's like, "What? You, what? What's VAR for? And then it's like, Oh, no goal. But there was no video. They didn't communicate anything. So it's like, We didn't know what happened until I got home and I watched it. I didn't know what's happened because mm. they're just there like, offside, but you don't know. And it looked on to me at the time. And it's just things like that. It's just it ruins the game, basically. I I we sure. get a few decisions a season go wrong against mm. us or whatever. I just prefer that right now.
0: I feel like not showing it in the stadiums makes no sense. Because if the decision goes against the home team, they're going to get rowdy anyway. Yes. So it really It just doesn't really matter. Just show the damn thing. It's, 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 I feel like we're going to go in circles with referees and VR. But um, let's get to Manchester United 3, Everton 3. Manchester United 2 goes up uh, half-time. And then Abdullah decore, James Rodriguez, Scott McTominay then scores. And then on the 95th minute...
2: Dominic, calvert Lewin. Big, big up yeah. Ben. Big up Ben. Eliza. Coach, 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 you, coach go, 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 go coach, go. I'm, I'm just gonna sit back now. I should get something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, got your stress out, so that's
2: my therapy, yeah. I like I should,
1: I should, I should, no, because you're, like, you're
2: just, you're just to the point. You me?
1: Do, you, do, you know what it is? Yeah, I, I said this before. To someone on this, literally this weekend, I said, you know what? It's got to the point where. When these things happen, I'm not even annoyed anymore. I'm just like, oh, uh, well, well, what the hell did you expect to get from this team? The way it is, here, my, I was very confused at this moment. 94th minute, I'm glad that people have pulled a picture up of it and all that kind of stuff. 94th minute, we were up 3 2, and there four minutes at the time. And De Gea is about to take the free kick that we got. And I'm looking, I'm like, hold on, where are my defenders? Why are they all forward? We're not chasing the game, we don't need to score a last minute winner. You man can chill, you know. i make someone from defense midfield take this, play it back, take some corner, love the ball forward, let should run and then stay there. You don't need to do anything crazy. These men went for another goal, and then they concede a stupid free kick. And if I mention defenders, yeah. Where do I even begin? Where do I even begin? You know, let's let's go for let's go for um let's go for air uh, let's go for air capitan because uh because, uh,
2: uh does, does he even warrant being actually called? That? There is,
1: there is, yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you're so sad about this. Do you know what, let me see what's so sad about this. Yeah? Forget about Free Me for just one second. Any podcast I've been with, I've been on with, Yan, any show I've been on with, Double D, including DD Footy Factory, any show I've been on with, Daniel, including Footy says, the one name that I have to always complain about for stupidity is Harry Maguire, the ferry, <laughs> the sledgehammer head, yeah, all the, the time. Like Bro, I'm always mentioning his name and I'm just like why won't you yes give me a break. At this point, give me a break, man. Let me rest. Because he's run and he's played everyone on side. And you know what, yeah, there's been crazy about it. Dinya hasn't even swung his foot yet. The guy's still run he's still running. So there's no <laughs> need for you to make any movement whatsoever and play a whole line of people offside. And then people are complaining about De Gea. And I'm like, De Gea has never commanded a box in his whole time at Old Trafford. What did you think he was gonna do there? He's never closed down a guy at his feet. He's never done it. The one time when he made a fantastic save against um, Hazard, he was going to him, then he stopped. And he's lucky he hasn't taken the early shot. Otherwise, Hazard would have destroyed him. Like, these are not new things. So why are you getting mad? Why? Now actually, I'm getting mad now. That's a bit hypocritical. But, um, but like, it's just r- it's rinse and repeat with this team. It's rinse and repeat over and over. I keep going around in circles with the same thing. And secondly, yes, you take a 2-0 lead. You, there's no reason why you dropping that at all. Well. And then within five minutes, the goals we conceded were poor. Very simple. Because Hamas Rodriguez, a player of his quality, should not have acres in the box by himself to place his shot where he wants to. That's number one. Calvin Lewin should not be able to get a ball in a crowded box and have a one-on-one with the goalkeeper wake and finish with calm. That's unacceptable. It's just same things over and over. Rashford, again, going forward, decision-making. Lord have mercy on my soul. I love the man. He's doing wonderful things for the country, but if he doesn't sort his decision-making on the pitch, I'm going to end this man. Yeah? (laughs) It's very, very frustrating watching him. And it annoys me because the other guy, who United fans love, is not doing his job either. You guys know I'm talking about. You know, Mm -hmm. the adulterer. So, um... 9 (laughs) a.m. 9 a.m. So... (laughs) So,
3: <laughs> I like that. That's a good
2: one. No. Oh, <laughs> why do I mind through with that one? Do you know how much <laughs> I slung? Do you know how much I slung the marsh on the show? And then man don't wanna. That man don't wanna join in with me. Coach is one of the <laughs> few Man United fans, yeah, that will cuss this guy.
1: Don't worry, bro. I got time for I got time for him, you know, because I I get you you you've been there with me. I've given the man chances, and you think about you think about a player that goes on the left middle left middle, and like he says he wants to be a striker, he's not getting goals, yeah. this than the other. But then earlier in this podcast, I was talking about a twenty year old who's played in different positions and ripped it up. Where is the excuse for the twenty five year old man? He's French oh,
2: you know that right. Now, <laughs> They're still talking about him like he's
1: some you He's 25 exactly. Same thing with and this is and this is what I'm gonna to get to United fans for a bit because they're the same thing with um Lingard, they've done the same thing, they're doing the same with Marshall, and they're doing the same thing with Axel Transabi. Because if you talk about Twenzabi, you you're he's talking about him, bruv, he's 23 slash 24. You're talking about you found out recently. I thought he was a you this exactly, what? you would think he's 19 years old, he's not a kid. He hasn't been able to establish himself in the first team i said this before and i say it time and time again when you play for a big team when you come for the ranks if you are not going to make it by the age of 21 you have no place in that team lingard is an anomaly because he has so many loans and he only stayed there because sax Ferguson told them that he's a late it's a late bloomer if sax Ferguson did not stand up for him he wouldn't have been at that club that long that's the only reason he's been there and god bless him he's done well for united anyway so i'm not mad at that but That's an anomaly out of how many? You know what I'm saying. So when you play for a top team, if you're making it about 21, you're not not it for me, and that's as simple as it gets. Transfer, it's not it, and I don't want want anyone to come and tell me, "Oh yeah, against PSG though, he had a wonderful game, and (laughs) the team has bottom of league on. The team has bottom of league on. Just put Mbappe in their pocket, and they beat PSG recently. So I don't want to hear any of that either." Yeah, so at the end of the day, that's what it is. And look, I know Jeremiah. I knew Jeremiah was going to come for me and say, "Leave my boy Marshall alone." No, I will never leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. about this man. I'm sorry. I remember, we had a chat on uh, mm-hmm. our other show about Marshall. I'm sorry, he might be your boy, but you just have to admit he needs to go. It's time. Let Marshall FC die. You mean, claim as if claim as if you weren't even part of it in the first place. Just deny all sort of kn- <laughs> knowledge about that that team. Bare man manner doing. And And (laughs) so so I can't get onto them because their man that were in Marshall FC have all of a sudden made a transfer this January, but it is what Mm -hmm. it is. And finally, (laughs) it's kind of scary for me that we kind of started looking a bit more poor when Pogba, the one that slated the most, came Mm -hmm. off the pitch. Everton started to take a lot more control of the midfield. And yes, we did score a goal after I guess I'm going to play, but we are going to miss him a lot because the way he found form was very very key to how we started to play um you might yeah. miss him but don't you think like when Pogba came off I thought Ooh. okay cool I don't know why I thought that. it was very naive I thought cool you have a midfielder who's very good on the ball who can keep things ticking he's good on the pressure very technical Donny van de yeah. Beek oh you yeah, yeah yeah on, yeah and then on Fred like I was seeing on twitter people said Fred got his Brazilian passport or Snapchat and I have to agree with that because <laughs> He, 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 is, he does not feel like a Brazilian. He feel, that's what my dude that's us, so I can't take credit for that one. I that's, a that's a violation. That's a violation. Like, I don't want to blame anything on Oli because in my opinion, what I saw on... Saturday, Saturday. What I saw was the players' for I thought you two
3: not up,
1: don't blow, don't blow but the game away. You this is away. Bro, this is this is where I do blame Oli a little bit because I will. Get, the players are not. Some of the players are not good enough. And trust me, i was thinking about Arsenal's rebuilding job, Man are nowhere close. I'm telling you right now, Man United nowhere close. I was still I was hearing things about we closed the gap between us, and Liverpool. If Liverpool did not drop form the way they did, we wouldn't be talking about gap being close between Man United and Liverpool. Facts. But anyway. The thing about United is this as much as we need to fix in that team, bear in mind, this is not the first time that he's made these kind of subs and we still concede this. Southampton, 2 2. Don't forget that one. We're clear, we're comfortable. He brought on Fred and McTominay to defend and they failed. McTominay is not a defensive midfielder. Fred is not a defensive midfielder. These guys at their, uh, well, in, one in the youth team and one at their former club did not play a defensive midfield role. So for them to now come in and be put in that position and expected to do that job doesn't make any logical sense. Is that like you standing for Binho and saying you'll go right wing? It's not logical. It's not logical. It's it's like it's like um, Pep going to Agüero saying, yeah, you know, you are a fantastic striker, you score a lot of goals, but can you just play right wing for us? And I mean, when I say right wing, I'm talking about right wing back. You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't make any logical
3: oh, sense. I'm not it past Pep though, to be honest.
1: But no, this is this is the point. This is the point. Like he makes these crazy, he makes these weird decisions in times where he don't need it. And taking off, I think it was Rashford or Greenwood for Twanzee Bay was illog- illogical because what, Everton were causing us a little bit of problems, but they were also worried about the counter. As soon as we brought a defensive player, Dinya and the other one would just go in again. They were, going, think, they said, "We're going for your neck one more time." I always think all thinking was to close off the game. The only issue is. Twanzib is just not it. Bro, bro, close of what game? You haven't done it. You've done this substitution before. You haven't done it. So why do you think it's going to work again? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why, why, it doesn't make sense. It's like, it, it, there's no logic behind it. So for me personally, I'm looking <laughs> I don't want to just blame him because, trust me, I've got time for the players, but it's a collective, but United have a lot more work than they think they have to do. I don't want to hear, oh, yeah. we got Sancho and the team will be balanced and then we can do a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We signed one more defensive midfield and the team is sorted. Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard we need a defensive midfielder. we don't need to sort the centre-backs. All right, cool. You play with your ferry at the back, yeah? Enjoy your Thursday nights. I'm going to be watching these Okay. <laughs>
2: Let me let me just check something though, because we've got a Man City fan in the house. Yeah, Yannickar, do you think United have any chance of stopping you from winning the title? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 I'm actually like serious. Like Google, it's
2: funny. <laughs> even though you're serious, it's funny because because yeah. there's some Man U fans that actually think that they could do. It. So I want to know from a Man City fan what you actually feel. You know, what? As, as
3: City fans, a lot of people think they wouldn't put anything past man united like man united have been a bit like lucky in the past with certain things in it but i think city would have to fall off big time because i think like kojo said the last stream that we did together he said Mm -hmm. yes Man city will drop points but man united will drop more and Mm -hmm. i agree with that i think we will drop points we're not going to go unbeaten for the rest of the season but united will probably drop more points than we drop. so Mm -hmm our title i was more scared of liverpool to be honest because i thought liverpool kick into gear you know we know that they can kind of go on a run like city can go on a run um man united would have to go on a big run like city and win like 10 games back to back to back yeah, to yeah. probably have a chance against us um and i don't know whether they can do that because it seems to be at the moment man united take two st- Two steps forward, or one step forward, and two steps back. So they get, yeah, so they get somewhere, and you think, oh my gosh, Man United have a chance. You know, like even coming into this week, we're away at Anfield. We never win at Anfield. I wasn't expecting to win at Anfield. So I'm thinking Man United are going to be closer. You know, we would have been on the same points, and then they drop points to Everton. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's impossible because mathematically it is possible. I'm not going to rule them out straight away. Um, the same way I wouldn't say it's City's title. I think it's City to lose because of the position we're in. But I think I just can't see Pep and Man City dropping more points than Man United and Oli. I just can't. I can't see that right now. So unless something changes, like we go and lose our next three games or something like that, then we can think about it. But I think as long as we're within five points of Man United, with sort of five games to go, I would. I would expect City to do that. Um, just because we've won it under pressure. And this Man even though Man United have won it under pressure, the current team that they have now haven't. And when they were under pressure in the Champions League, we saw what happened there. Do you know what I mean? When they were under pressure in the semi-finals, we saw what happened there. So I'd be very surprised if they came to a title race against City and came out on top. It's it's not impossible, but I would be I would be I
1: I will, I will say this, Jan, before we yeah. leave United. Um, does everyone here watch Family Guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Of course so. All right, cool. So you remember the episode when um, um, Peter went to a shop and he suddenly found Jesus? Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> we If we are going to go on the kind of run to stop City from winning the title, we're only going to search out to walk into a shop one day and just go, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then just, you know, you know, he can he can morph his body into Harry Maguire. So Maguire to sit at home for the next five months, and then suddenly, <laughs> wow, wow, the bird is just, the word. Just just to, just to, start to point out, Man
0: United have scored the most goals in Premier League this season. How disgusting that is!
2: that <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jeremiah, Jeremiah.
1: He said we're winning the league. Everyone remember that year?
2: Hey. Yikes.
1: Yeah, if, we don't, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't, if you don't, you will be on. In fact, you're, you're coming on the show beforehand anyway. But if you don't, you're coming here for that special only. All all right, I'm, that I'm always
3: on his neck, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yeah. well, okay. In that case, in that case, he was coming.
1: For it'll The
3: league. So now I'm on his neck. He knows about it.
1: Good. <laughs> I, in that case, you know what we'll do? <laughs> me and Cahill on <laughs> that special, <laughs> special that special episode. We'll do the intros. Jan will be introduced. Joe may be introduced, and then me and K will suddenly disappear. Mm. And you can. you Just <laughs> Would we'll, we'll
0: just, 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 just just that be the same episode that the, when Tottenham win the league? That's when all the Tottenham fans come. Oh. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <That's the same laughs>
2: I yeah, sure. we'll that. I'll
1: show that. Uh, you know, that's a that's a direction, I guarantee you know that's a director. Oh. Man said a bazooka oh. straight there.
2: I, I, I told so him, I told
1: to him. about Spurs, but I won't say it now because. It's, it's the first fan thinking they're gonna win the
2: league. Do me a favor, bruv, bruv. <laughs> Do me a Culture, culture. What did I tell you? When, when? What? What pod did you? I know I was a foot. He says podded, then I was messaging. In. I told you back in December, early December. Not everyone, but I'd say about eighty percent of the Tottenham fans I knew were saying that these men were more gonna yeah. win the league.
1: They yeah, were, yeah, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I right.
2: Right. And, and they were saying Man City do not have a chance. I said, "What are you talking about? Man City are gonna you win Do
1: you remember? Do you remember that episode? Do <laughs> you remember that episode when they asked me who's going to win the league, and I said Tottenham, only based only based on the fact that I refused to say City or Liverpool. That's only because of rivalry. I don't like them, so I don't want to say they're going to win the league. That was it. But Tottenham were never going to win this league anyway, so that's what it is. Uh,
0: other games in the Premier League: uh, Burnley one, Brighton Hove Albion one. Don't need to mention much. Uh,
3: <laughs> always,
0: always always glad when Sean Dice doesn't get three points. Uh, Newcastle three. Southampton too. That was a that was a shock. Uh, Newcastle,
2: you... Newcastle, were good, man. they, they mm. were good. Yeah, bad bad. Bad. This assistant that they've brought in from Bournemouth, for Bournemouth, I don't know if it's similar Bruce, but attack wise, they look dangerous and every time they go forward, Shelfie's picking passes. It's it's looking promising for them. But then Ah, But Callum is injured now, so they're probably who's gonna score for them now, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, ah. but you know for a fact that it's not
1: Bruce. Let's let's not even <laughs> you know, you know, it's not Bruce.
0: Uh, for the West Ham, no no, know we kind of mentioned the uh Thomas Uchek red card already,
2: so Ridic- ridiculous. Uh, he watched it, it like 15 times and and certain, in front of the camera like this, he in front of the camera like that. He continued watching the replay. And then shut him off i thought because he watched it many times he was going to be it he was completely said, he's not even he's trying to move his own he, he doesn't even throw his elbow he's trying to move Benson, like, oh. <laughs> let me just you know let me put <laughs> this mate. oh sorry i'm going to sound animated with that because Suchek was my captain in the fpl so I was, <laughs> I, was actually, I was i was actually i was actually crying at the time like i'm off the top of barely you know what i'm saying ridiculous uh. Yeah.
0: Tottenham two. West Bromwich Albion nil. Kind of expected. Harry Kane got one goal. Hyungmin uh, Son also got a second. One man
1: team, right? <coughs> well, I think. I think. In my opinion, I think it's like I know Kojo likes Jose, but I think it's kind of slightly embarrassing that Jose is rushing back Harry Kane for West Brom because he did both of his ankles against Liverpool, and he's rushing him back to play West Brom. I. I don't know man, like when I saw that, like it just made me think less of Jose Mourinho and Harry Kane should one day just say no because he's a very good player and if he keeps rushing back, he's going to retire like Marco Daniel, like Daniel, this is what I was trying to say about Tottenham, it says, it speaks volumes about how poor they are going forward and Harry Kane is not there in that team. Mm-hmm. That, it's appalling, it's appalling, you're right, it's appalling they have to rush him back. Against West Brom, but that's their reality. Because as good as Son is, we've all said it; he's not as consistent as you want him to be. Yeah. And is the only team one. Team. Yeah, there you go. Kane's the only one you can rely upon. He's literally the only one in that team that you can look and say, "I know I can trust you for every game, if possible, when you're fit." Simple as that. The guy just came back from an injury, ankle injury again, and he was their best player.
2: That header, that that header that Vinicius Mr. Gates, Chelsea. Oh god. Mm. Oh, you know how Jose is when people miss chances, yeah. Well, remember um
1: when we had um Lukaku and we dropped to Lukaku for a game, Marshall played up front, Marshall dropped to stinker and then he went to the press conference. And said, You guys always ask me why always Lukaku? Now you know it. He's this close, he's this close is doing the same thing with Harry Kane. I'm telling you right now, he's this
0: close. He's this close. Uh, Wolves nil, Leicester City nil. Not much in that game apart from the two chances. Fabio Silva missed it. Oh, goalkeeper uh, saved it. But then
2: again, that that was a uh, uh, you. But Close the figgy, the figgy one as well. Jamie Vardy's um, at that, yeah. Well, no, yeah, Vardy said that. But even in the first half, Pedro Neto took a couple of men out of the game, got to the byline, cut it back, and in a Darwin try, which effort he got blocked. But the way he hit, it, he wouldn't have scored anyway. You get what I'm saying? Because mm, like, mm. what's up again, them. It's like people can't, don't know how to finish unless Raul Jimenez is on the pitch. Like, because. Yeah, okay. ah, I don't know, man.
1: It's a football problem, man. It's a football. There's not, there's no- Like, apart from Raul Jimenez, Harry Kane, how many players in the Prem can you say are actually strikers? Like, the position, I'm a number yeah. nine. I'm an ST. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to get goals. I guess a girl a girl's the only one less, yeah. but a yeah, Yeah, a uh, Yeah. Everybody's, uh, yeah. Everybody's worried about. Right wing, left wing, fourth nine, but nobody wants to be a number nine. That's why you mm-hmm. see so much poor finishing and it's poor, man. Right, uh, I've got I've got I've got a poor guy wearing my number nine, but it is what it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sheffield United won Chelsea two, uh,
0: Mason Mount and Jorginho scored a uh, penalty, Antonio Rudiger on goal. That was Werner... awful. That was
3: awful. I told you about Rudiger, didn't I? Oh. I
1: told you about that man. I you, that's what I'm saying. I told you about that, man.
3: It was a good shot. Yeah. It was. It was
1: an excellent finish.
3: <laughs> all, all
1: I'm saying is I hope people are getting off Mason Mount's back. Kojo knows my thoughts about Mason Mount. I think he, as a scapegoat, people are so unfair on Mason Mount. Like, If they actually watch and see what he brings to that Chelsea team, I don't think anyone would have been saying the things they say about him. So I'm just happy that he kind of running under two shot and he's doing well. Because a bit player. of uh, it's a bit of history repeating itself, isn't it? Because Lampard had that same issue with Renner when Lampard was actually doing well at West Ham as well. But it was the you're playing him because he's your your nephew. Obviously, him and Matt are not related, but everyone thought there's a favoritism thing going on there. Um,
2: I don't but. think coaching was ever about. How talented Mason Mount is because Mason Mount is a player. Even yeah. I'll show him when, um, you, you know, me, me and you, we go off and watch these random games. When he was at Vitesse Arnhem on loan, he did very well there as well. So it wasn't talent wise, It's because you look at Chelsea are top heavy, right? They're, they're flipping Melinda Messenger out here, right? You look at the attacking talent that they have here. You're sitting there and you're thinking, why is Mason Mount starting nearly every single game? When we've got ZH, when he was fit. Havertz all these people there and Mount's always being played centrally where he wants to be played. Well mainly he's had one or two games where he's filled in. But Havertz, when he's in the team, you could clearly see Lampard didn't want him because Havertz is an eight, a ten, or a false nine, and he's having to play wide, left, or right, or as an inside forwards, and then people are getting onto him at twenty one while he's not doing the job because he's not being used in his position and he had Corona. I don't even know if his parents came over with, with the move, so they're thinking, How comes Mount is playing all the time? Okay, Tristan, he's a good player. I think it was just the case that whatever game Chelsea played, he seemed to be one of the first people of the team sheet. But yeah, he's doing well now. But Chelsea are doing the thing. That's what I'm saying again. Liverpool have to look at who's underneath them because Chelsea are putting together some wins now as well. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: Timo Werner and stinker, but it is what it is with that guy right there. <laughs> uh, Leeds to Crystal Palace. nil. No I don't think anybody watched that game today.
2: Obviously, uh, because. That's why I've been putting it on mute because I've had it on in, in the background. Oh, fair enough. Been, fair enough. Because um, um,
1: to... I think this might interest you. Because that Leeds win, Leeds have now gone tenth, which has pushed, which has pushed Arsenal down to eleven, and, that... Leeds oh. have a, and Leeds have a game in hand on Arsenal. Just thought oh. I oh. let Oh. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on.
3: Oh. Leeds have a
1: game in hand. Villa have two. Southampton
0: have a game in hand as well.
2: Oh God. So,
0: also, if we could finish. We could end up thirteenth.
1: Barcelona, Arsenal, we'll see. Never mind. Double
0: process in it. That's, that's that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 okay,
2: I'm trying to look. I get rich. People tell me I'm biased against Man United, especially Arsenal and Arsenal. I'm trying to come here. I'm trying to be balanced for y'all and y'all. This It's not the day to be balanced. <laughs> <laughs> But who? But they um, said that they wanted. They said they wanted a young coach in it. They said they didn't want Ancelotti because he's not built a team, even though he has. If anyone watches Italian football, the Parma team we had in the late nineties. So they they went for Arteta. So you've got to stick with it. You've got, you've got to
1: hey, with you it. know it? what? I just realized. Remember when Arteta was going to Arsenal? Yeah, Pep was sitting there saying, "No, he's." He's a great coach and he'll do wonderful with Arsenal. And he's a liar. He knew. That's how I've caught him. When he does that kind of speech,
2: yeah? He does that kind of speech and he smiles like that. You know he's lying. You know I've caught him. <laughs> he did it yesterday. When he was talking about Liverpool in the post-match, he was like, yeah,
3: world-class hey, player.
2: You're hey. oh. great. Oh, he puts like, emphasis on the fact you've just come to the ground and slapped them 4-1, oh. didn't he? It's, so it's, the way he shakes, it's the way he
1: shakes his head as well, he's like, oh unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. He does that all the time. And he did, it, he did the same thing, yeah, after when he was angry, he was great job, and he goes, wonderful, fantastic. He <laughs> I'm, so I'm so happy, and
3: they're like, what? Wow, so and one time they were, they were like, I'm so happy, A bit I'm so happy, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: on, uh, on that note we should wrap it up there. So uh Yannica, yeah, where can I find right
3: Um mainly on Sarcasm City T V podcast, so subscribe to them. Um or find me on Twitter at ItchYan City.
1: Uh Daniel, where can I find you? Um Papilo017. Also find me on FS on cut. But with the way little Paul going, I might have to take a social media break. <laughs> you, you you will come to each yeah. FS on You will come
2: there. Turn your phone off, Papi. You, you, you'll, you'll be good off. <laughs> <after. laughs> they, they can find me at I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> the, it's, it's on the screen at double D D U B U L D W. And of course, I'm part of the D and D Football Factory. We air on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on on Top FM 95.5 FM. If you're not in London, probably best to use the tuning app. But yeah, DD Footy Pod will be coming back soon, and hopefully, me and coaches, European Pod for Shoot the Defense will be coming back soon. Mm. So. I'm I'm, I'm 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 everywhere apart from 24 hours after if liverpool lose <laughs> 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 and uh, coach where can you find us
1: uh yeah all right here on youtube of course at three midfield podcast and then on twitter at free midfield of course spotify soundcloud soundcloud, SoundCloud, SoundCloud and apple podcast three midfield project yourself to like comment subscribe all of that
0: this has been another episode of the Freeman Podcast.
1: Good night. Should have the intro, the uh, exit ready, but here we go.